If you have stumbled across this video, that means that you are here for Krishna. And uh, maybe there is something in this chapter that Krishna wants you to listen. Here, Shri Krishna Bhagwan is saying, one who sees me everywhere and sees all in Krishna, I shall not be lost to him, nor is he to me. A Sankarshan Joshi trip. Jai Shri Ram. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another Sankarshan Joshi trip. This is the chapter 6 of the Bhagavad Gita series. Chapter 6 is Atma Samyama Yogaha. Atma Samyama Yogaha. It's the. It's when Atma gets in touch with the Yoga or the eternal self, right? This is a very special episode, I must say. Also a very simple episode in terms of complexity. So this is the episode where Krishna actually talks about the path and the process of getting in touch and being in union with the God. Like how do you get there, the process. So Krishna literally says that. This is a very special episode, I say again, because for anybody who are on a path of being spiritual or who wants to attain the knowledge of the eternal truth, the, the path of getting there, in a way it's called sadhana, right? So... The sadhana, the what should one do? And Krishna sheds a light on that. So Krishna is the Jagat Guru, right? Like Krishna, when he was preaching Bhagavad Gita, he was not just preaching, preaching to Arjuna. He was preaching to all the Arjunas in the world that he knew that would emerge. And everybody has an Arjuna in them, right? That person... Who the part of us who has uh, a lot of questions, a part of us where we want to know why we are born, what is it that we need to do, what's the point of this life, you know, how do we break free from the shackles of the, the material pleasures, you know, everybody has that questions, right? And Ar the more I read Gita, the more questions that Arjuna asks, I find very relatable. It, those are very eternal questions. So, so Bhagavad Gita took, took place in the era of Mahabharata, right? Like that's long, long, long time ago where the, the material plane also looked very different. The mind state of people, the priority of people were completely different, right? But here, now, we being in Kali Yuga, we being in the, uh, in the year tw 2023, a lot of the things that still make sense, the questions that Arjuna asks, I'm like, the same questions even I have in me, but I, but I didn't know that I had those questions in me, that I needed those answers for those questions. So this is a very special episode in that regard. Like when I'm, when I'm taking you guys through this chapter and when I take to you guys to the part where Arjuna cross questions Krishna, where he asks more doubts to Krishna. Those questions 
आर वेरी 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 रिलेटेबल एंड प्लीज 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 स्टे ट्यून टिल द एंड बिकॉज आई फील दैट इफ यू हैव कम टू दिस वीडियो इफ यू हैव स्टम्बल्ड अक्रॉस दिस वीडियो दैट मीन्स दैट यू आर श्योर फॉर कृष्णा एंड मे बी देर इज समथिंग इन दिस चैप्टर दैट कृष्णा वॉन्ट्स यू टू लिसन सो बिफोर वी गेट स्टार्टेड विद द एपिसोड आई लाइक टू से वन थिंग दैट the bhagavad gita series is a part of this podcast and each chapter comes after uh, each chapter comes alternatively so i do a interview with a guest and then comes another chapter so just explaining you guys the structure of the podcast so that uh, you guys know when to expect the the next chapter of the bhagavad gita series so without any due ladies and gentlemen let's get into the chapter 6 of the bhagavad gita series the chapter starts out with the jagat guru shri krishna bhagwan saying that actually he is defining what and who a yogi is who a sanyasi is so shri krishna bhagwan says it is he who is a sanyasi it is he who is a yogi who performs his duty without regard to profit not he who renounces the sacred fire and activity so sacred fire and activity are the duties that we do as normal householders right being a dad going to work like basically living in the society when you are living in the society there are certain responsibilities that you take up there are certain occasions that you take up to be in that and uh, doing those which is me you what do we do on a normal basis so that your uh, krishna is referring to when he says the sacred fire and activity so this is a very 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 important part of this chapter which is to understand who is yogi what is it that yogi does for him to be a yogi the definition of yogi so here krishna is saying it is he who is a sanyasi it is he who is a yogi who does action without any regard to the profit so that is the definition of yogi not someone who just leaves everything goes into a forest cuts ties with all the of the societies and everything that has to do with it and then meditates there right and so even though that is a part that has been talked about a lot in hinduism and our cultural stories we hear a lot of munis we hear a lot of rishis saints doing this right but that's not what being a yogi is and this definition is going to be very helpful so please keep that in mind know that which is called renunciation to be in fact yoga o son of pandu for none becomes a yogi without renouncing sankalpa you cannot become a yogi without renouncing sankalpa sankalpa meaning having a set of goals in your mind right short term long term long term so having a goal a set of goals it's called sankalpa right krishna is saying you become a yogi when you give up when you renounce sankalpa so when you give up on a goal in a way you give up on the fruit of the goal right so what what do normal people aspire 
what are their goals like when i was a kid my goal was to be rich make so much money become successful or become famous or like do this do that be successful in my career blah 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 whatever goals that normally people have that has to do a lot with the 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 fruit right but giving up on those sankalpa makes you uh make takes you one step closer to being a yogi shri krishna bhagwan then continues saying for the wise who aspires to yoga action is said to be the way after he has attained stillness is said to be the way so shiva krishna is saying for the wise man who is aspiring to realize god action is said to be the way the right performing the right actions according to dharma that is said to be the way once you have achieved that stillness is said to be the way stillness meaning meditation right this is why rama avatara came first then came krishna avatara so i did an episode on ramayana with my dad and uh, so in that my dad says that krishna the, sorry rama rama never really talked in terms of he never preached people what he did was he he had a certain set of uh, principles and dharma and he did that no matter what come what may if the earth was shaken if his entire world was taken away from him he always stood by his dharma he always performed the right action then came krishna avatar where krishna talks about yoga krishna talks about meditation krishna talks about existence krishna talks about knowledge krishna talks about how do you reach god he became the guru right but uh, when krishna says that it just reminded me of the chronology chronological order of how vishnu avatar took place right there is a lot of uh, literal and metaphorical sense when it comes to hinduism shri krishna bhagwan then continues saying for a man who is attached neither to sense objects nor to actions but has renounced all sankalpa he is said to have attained yoga so yoga here it is being said as something that you can attain meaning it's a state that you reach right yoga is the path yoga is the state and yoga is also the process that you take right and uh, in 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 whichever context this terminology is being used the the sense changes so the one who is neither attached to sense objects nor to action and he has renounced all sankalpa it is he who is said to have attained yoga so here krishna said there is a concept of yoga or the god or the eternal self that has always existed and one needs to get in touch with that right and uh, in order to reach that state there are certain things that you need to have in terms of reflecting on your behavior or whatever actions that comes out of you right they are going to be in a way that uh, that that reaffirms the fact that you're not attached to sense object nor actions so in the next course of 
this chapter krishna tells us how to get there so i'm just telling this to you guys to establish a certain amount of context shri krishna bhagwan then continues saying let a man rise himself through the self let him not debase himself for he himself is his friend he himself is his foe to him who has subdued the self by the self the self is a friend but to him of uncontrolled self the self remains hostile like an enemy self by the self self a lot of self is being used right so krishna is saying that this physical body is also self but there is also this thing internally right that internal consciousness that lies in everybody that is also that is actually the eternal me right that is me so here krishna is saying in order for me to raise that awareness i need to do that through this physical self and and i should not debase myself meaning the physical body right if i if i if 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 i make that unstable then that that internal rise of consciousness that becomes super hard right like one cannot do that because to one one their self is his friend so when is the self friend when he has subdued the temptations of this physical body like initially there is this analogy that i told in the i i am assuming it's uh, uh chapter 1 i'm guessing where krishna says that uh, not not krishna but paramahamsa yogananda when he is interpreting gita he says that our horses are like our senses they wants to go in all direction but krishna our our intellect our buddhi our manas the eternal self should be the charioteer it should hold and it should should take the all the horses in one direction because each sense wants to go in its own direction right so when you have subdued that then the internal self is going to rise then this physical self is your friend but when though the physical self is uncontrolled then the internal the eternal self remains like a hostage in an enemy's territory in one who is self controlled and serene the self remains equipoised in heat and cold pleasure and pain even in honor and dishonor so here krishna is saying in one who is self controlled and serene one who is in that state to that person he always remains the same when there is heat and cold when there is pleasure and pain even in honor and dishonor like no matter what he always remains the same uh, same that's how much of a stability one will receive that yogi is said to be integrated who is content with the knowledge and wisdom unshaken and master of his senses and to whom a clod a stone a piece of gold are the same a yogi who is said to be in union with the god who is content with the wisdom that he has he is also the master of his senses to whom a clod a stone a piece of gold all are the same 
mastering your senses as simple as those words sound isn't that the hardest thing to achieve because i'll just give you guys an example of my own self this is actually the second time i'm recording this podcast because yesterday i did the recording but when i opened the laptop there was some technical error and the recording got lost and i was just all over the place mentally because there's so much of thoughts that i said so this process of talking to you guys this is this has zero script none of this is scripted there is so much of idea generation that happens in the place and when it was done i put in a lot of effort physical effort uh, mental effort there is so much of the excitement that i had but now that i can't put that out i became very low and uh, i i gave in to the grief and this is not an act of someone who has mastered his senses right so mastering your senses is is it, it it's i don't know if it's a state or if it's a uh, if it's a process maybe it's both you know so someone who has mastered his senses to him oh pretty and ugly doesn't matter right because his senses are taking no pleasure in that when it when you say gold gold you giving a certain amount of value gold is also a piece of stone right like there's a amount of value that is given to it and when you wear it there's certain amount of uh, there, there is certain amount of societal value that you get right of being rich or like security or anything so that is also a form you have a bias and that is also a form of attachment right so when you are a master of his master of your senses when you are in union with the god you are serene you are like an a pond where there is no wind where there there nothing is moving in it you know how stable the the surface of the pond would be that's how one would be preeminent is he who looks with an equal eye on the well disposed the friend and foe the neutral and indifferent the estranged and related the righteous the the righteous and unrighteous sitting alone in solitude the yogi should meditate with the mind controlled free from desire and possessiveness so in the first uh, in the first uh, bit what krishna is saying is such a beautiful thing right like when i when i just imagine krishna saying these words it's giving me a certain amount of calmness you know so do the wise looks with an equal eye like how can you see a friend and an enemy with an equal eye how can you see righteousness and unrighteousness with a with an equal eye how do you see dharma and adharma with an equal eye without any without anything having any impact on your stable mind amazing right now let's get to the second part where krishna is slowly getting into meditation krishna is slowly talking about meditation sitting alone in solitude important word solitude sitting alone in solitude the yogi should meditate with body and mind controlled free from desire and possessiveness he should assume a firm posture an asana in a clean place that is neither too high nor too low or on kusha a a grass covered with deer skin or a cloth seated there with 
concentrated mind thoughts and senses he should practice yoga to purify himself so let's just so this this this, this one last line has a has a ocean depth of wisdom one with his mind concentrated his thoughts and senses under control he should practice yoga to purify himself so this is a very important statement because you you go to a temple you experience a certain feeling a certain jolt of happiness i've seen people when they go to temple they cry and i have also experienced things like that and there is certain amount of uh there's certain amount of overwhelmed love that you feel right and sometimes that might not carry over like you you might not experience that all the time when you go to temple so that is when the 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 thing about practice and discipline comes into play right so here krishna is saying that controlling your mind thoughts and senses like you need to keep doing that as a uh, as a workout essentially where you are sitting in a place in a clean place uh, on a on a place that is neither too high nor too low and you are sitting on a piece of cloth or a deer skin where you are trying to control all of these things and you are practicing and you are trying to reach there you know to practice yoga to purify himself you know you got to keep doing that to purify the self with body head and neck erect and motionless gazing at the tip of his nose and not looking about serene and fearless let him sit firm in his vow of celibacy with mind controlled and turned to me integrated and intent on me alone krishna literally is giving a hand guide to meditation so meditation is one of the process of reaching god right meditation has become such a buzzword where you just close your eyes and sit right meditation is uh, it's not what people think it is meditation or you say yoga there is a certain amount of uh, discipline that comes to it and you have to do it in a certain way that's why when you see different schools of thoughts and different uh, set of gurus have their own sense of uh, this meditation let's take sadguru sadguru has this inner engineering right and shriyam also gives uh, initiations for kriya yoga and uh, uh there are a lot of people that are not famous but they have but they are actually god sent you know in india we have so many gurus like that so each uh, set of gurus has their own way of discipline that you got to keep doing it but the essence and the base of it is practice you got to keep doing that the discipline of it you know it's that and krishna literally here is giving a hand guide on how to meditate guys krishna is jagat guru if you waiting for a path all your life like what should i do spiritually in order to reach god you know krishna is jagat guru krishna is your guru and 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 this me telling you think of it as a sign and think of it as krishna is giving you an upadesha krishna is saying with your body head and neck erect motionless gazing at the tip of your nose and not looking about not letting your mind wander anywhere else serene and fearless 
sit in that place firm in the woe of celibacy with mind controlled and turned to me integrated and intent on me alone like if your mind is wandering away you hold that and bring it to krishna you hold that and then bring it to krishna all you got to do is think about that keep practicing this so here krishna is saying with the firm in the woe of celibacy celibacy meaning brahmacharya right brahmacharya is technically when according to vedas it is not giving up on the do 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 intimate aspect of a relationship right you got to take the context krishna at the start says that yogi is not someone who gives up on things and then you know gives up on this material existence and the daily duties of a householder and then going to forest like that's not what a uh, yogi is right that means you are a part of it that means you are a part of family that means when you're part of family there are certain things that you do you know in that procreation is one of the aspect right so according to our vedas brahmacharya is not being sexually active that is one definition there is also other definition of brahmacharya that says that there are certain dharma there are certain uh, principles that fall under the category of dharma that says what is not right so there is dharma artha kama moksha right whatever kama the feeling of arousal or the feeling the the the, the lust the energy that uh, uh, is the source of procreation that needs to be expressed in a dharmic way in the sense that should be only with your dharma patni who is your wife or your partner your husband right and also according to your vedas uh, it also says that there are certain occasions on which you're not supposed to uh, experience pleasure uh, or be intimate you know in a day evening times right there are certain periods in the day that are meant to to think about god that are meant to uh, be in the process of getting in union with the god such an ex- such is the the evening times right the evening or the morning time the first thing you wake up the first thing you do when you wake up it's to you don't give in to these you don't these are not the things that you do once one when you wake up in the morning there are certain rituals that you are supposed to do as a householder as a man as a husband dharmically to understand more of this i think you guys should read ramayana or listen to ramayana to understand that so when you follow or when you are in a relationship and you get intimate and that intimacy falls under the pretenses that it is dharmic and it is righteous then that is also considered to be brahmacharya so now that uh i've explained that i i actually have a lot to say about this topic but i don't want to get on a tangent and then take up a lot of your time so i'll just get going so thus ever steadfast in this manner the yogi of controlled mind attains the supreme peace of nirvana which is in me ever steadfast in this manner like you got to keep doing practicing in this in in this path the yogi of a controlled mind attains supreme peace supreme peace nirvana which is with krishna which is in him krishna says which is in me yoga 
is not for one who eats too much or fasts too much. Arjuna, nor for the one who sleeps too much or wakes too much. But for one who is a yogi in his eating and recreation and a yogi in his activities, a yogi in his sleeping and his waking, yoga becomes the destroyer of suffering. So sure, Krishna is saying yoga is not for one who who eats too much, you know, or also who diets too much, who fasts too much. Someone who sleeps too much or someone who, who doesn't sleep at all. You know, we see people like this around us, right? We see someone who is lazy and who sleeps too much. And we see people who are so dedicated with their life in terms of what they, they want to make more money. They want they, they more career oriented. They wake up at like 4 a.m. in the morning and they sleep at like 12. With like 4 hours of sleep, they run businesses, right? That is also not yoga. People like that are not fit for yoga. That's what Those are not my words. That's what Krishna is saying in Gita. And Krishna then continues saying, Yoga is for someone who is a yogi when he is eating and recreate, uh, during recreation. He is a yogi when he is sleeping, when he is awake. He is a yogi when he is doing anything. And who is yogi? As we, as we spoke earlier, someone who is not expecting the fruit of that action. That is who yogi is, right? That means being a yogi in all walks of life, in everything, meaning that anything that you do, anything, a, 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 the breath that you take should be that. When you are eating, you are eating because of that. You are not eating for a sense of profit, right? You are not expecting any outcome when you are uh, eating. When you are sleeping, there is no expectation. When you are working, there is no expectation. You ought to live like this. And this is a sadhana, right? This is not... You, you go to puja room, sit there for 10 minutes and you are done for a day. That is not what this is. This is a lifestyle. When perfectly controlled mind rests in the self alone. <coughs> I am sorry guys. When the perfectly controlled mind rests in the self alone, free from all desire, then he is said to be integrated. Excuse me. So, this is a very interesting statement because Krishna is saying, when the perfectly controlled mind rests in the self, it is resting, you know, it is rests in the self, free from desire. Isn't that a very peaceful state? Krishna is using the word rest. If you are feeling restless throughout the day, that means that the root cause of it is desire. When you take away the desire out of you, all of a sudden you experience this, this outburst of peace, right? When... Yeah, sorry guys. Uh, Shri Krishna Bhagavan then continues saying to a lamp in a windless place which does not flicker he is compared a yogi of a concentrated mind meditating on the self when the mind disciplined by yogic practice attains quietude and when seeing the self through the self one is content with the self here Krishna is saying when the mind disciplined by yogic practice so that's what we've been talking so far right yogic practice and discipline 
when you keep doing this you purify yourself you reach to a point of quietude where you start seeing the god in you you start seeing that eternal self and you are ever content you are ever content when one knows that infinite bliss which can be grasped only by the intellect which is beyond the senses and one who is established in that never stirs from truth which having attained one conceives no higher gain in which establish one is not moved even by a great grief they then can one know that this severance or yoga from union with suffering is called union yoga in this yoga should one preserve with an undesponding mind so let me just take a step back here your krishna is saying one i mean earlier to this krishna is krishna has said that when one has reached to that state right the state that krishna described one is not even moved by a great grief then can one know that this yoga or like you know this detachment from being uh, in union with the desires or like whatever so rather than being in union with the internal self we are in union with the external self me either talking to people anything right the causes of suffering happens externally right it doesn't happen internally so when you when you detach from them when you detach from the from the things that cause suffering then you move internally then you go and get union with the god and in this yoga one should preserve within undesponding mind undesponding mind in the sense this mind where undesponding meaning that you you have a certain sense of stability of your mind your emotions your thoughts you know you don't let your mind spiral down uh, with suffering shri krishna bhagwan then continues saying saying giving up every single desire born from sankalpa and completely restraining the sense organs by the mind from every outlet one should gradually gradually attain quietude and with the intellect the buddhi held steadfast and the mind sunk in the self allowing no thought to arise i mean it's just beautiful giving up every single desire born from the set of goals that you keep in your mind completely restraining the sense organs by the mind from every outlet because taste right taste part so that outlet wants its own uh, thing that gives its pleasure the thing that gives my taste bud pleasure might not give my skin pleasure right so 
every single outlet you slowly start restraining and gradually you you control your sense organs from every outlet and then you gradually gradually attain quietude with the intellect held steadfast the mind sunk in the self then no thoughts arise to whichever side the restless and unsteady mind wanders away one should check it and bring it back to the controlled self to such a yogi as this the mind lives in tranquility passion free sinless and one with the brahman then he experiences complete bliss thus engaging constantly in yoga and free from sin the yogi easily attains the infinite bliss of contact with brahman one who is thus integrated in yoga sees all with an equal eye seeing himself in all beings and all beings in him one who sees me everywhere here shri krishna bhagwan is saying one who sees me everywhere and sees all in krishna i shall not be lost to him nor is he to me that yogi who is established in that oneness worships krishna in all beings he dwells in krishna in even though he is active in all ways he is still dwelling with krishna because he is seeing krishna in everything and he is seeing krishna in everybody when you are seeing krishna in everybody and everything there is no place for any negative emotion isn't this the beauty of bhagavad gita this is the beauty of krishna this is the beauty of hinduism he looks everywhere with an equal eye arjuna and regards the pain and pleasure of others as his own then he is considered to be a perfect yogi this is the message to the entire humanity regardless of what caste creed religion you belong to here krishna is saying a yogi is someone who considers the pain and pleasure of others as his own such a selfless being right someone who is that he is he is considered to be a perfect yogi to that uh, arjuna responds this yoga of equanimity and calmness that you are preaching krishna seems to me to have no firm endurance owing to restlessness of the mind for the mind of krishna it is restless it is turbulent and strong and obstinate as hard it is to control i believe as the wind isn't this isn't this the the eternal question that everybody has i told you at the start of this podcast right here arjuna is asking how do you control mind you be like you are talking about controlling your mind but mind is like wind you cannot control it it is restless how do you do that to that shri krishna bhagwan says undoubtedly arjuna what you are saying is true 
it is hard to control but by practice and dispassion vairagya it can be controlled o son of kunti vairagya and detachment dispassion and detachment are completely different things right if your mind should become stable that means you have to have a certain amount of dispassion with things i'll give you guys an a, a, a tiny bit of story of ramakrishna paramahamsa ramakrishna paramahamsa was such a great person that india should be proud of and talk about one of his devotee comes to ramakrishna paramahamsa and says after talking he says i want to give you something as a token of my respect and love he says i'll give you money ramakrishna paramahamsa says no 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 don't give but the but the devotee insists you know he's like no 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 i i have to give it to you please for me ramakrishna paramahamsa says no 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 and do the devotee without listening puts his hand in his pocket he takes out the money when he shows it to ramakrishna paramahamsa when ramakrishna paramahamsa sees the money he faints that's how much of vairagya and dispassion he had towards money money here being the metaphor of materialistic thing that's how much he he hated them he fainted that's how much of a uh, of a saint ramakrishna paramahamsa was so having a certain amount of vairagya and dispassion and practice one can master your mind, one's own mind i'm not saying this guys the supreme the jagannatha the lord of the universe is saying this shri krishna bhagwan then continues saying for one who cannot control himself yoga is harder to master i admit but for the one who is self controlled there are ways to master yoga to that shri to that arjuna asks tell me krishna what fate does one meet who has faith but lacks control like whose mind wanders away without attaining perfection in yoga what will be where so normally we are in the process of reaching god right like one who hasn't already reached there they keep taking birth right so what if someone who is who has practiced yoga but they've not reached there but they're in middle or like somewhere in that in that process what will happen like what would be their fate arjuna is asking that question fallen from both the worlds does he not perish like a split cloud oh mighty armed unsprouted and lost unsupported sorry unsupported and lost on the way to brahman dispel this doubt of me oh krishna as there is no one to dispel it arjuna asks this question to that shri bhagwan replies neither in this world nor the next does he face destruction o partha never my son does one right action come to grief having attained the heavens of the righteousness righteous and dwelt there countless years he who fell from yoga is born again in a pure and prosperous family or he is born even in a family of wise yogis but such a birth is indeed very hard to obtain in this world so krishna is saying that whoever is this is in this sadhana whoever is is in this process of yoga they keep doing that until they reach perfection they keep practicing until they reach god right so if they have if they have put 10% or like 20% uh, effort and they've 
and they keep practicing and their life span ends so what happens is that such a soul will be born in a family that is prosperous and wise where it would be a suitable environment for him to practice yoga so he would be born in that family but if his sadhana was even more then he would be born in a family of a great yogi there o son of kurus he regains the yogic understanding he had acquired in his former body and strives more than then for perfection his journey in the in the spirituality continues in his next life like wherever he left off in his previous life right he continues from there and he is carried forward even involuntary by his former practice even he who merely aspires to yoga goes beyond the scriptures sometimes i've seen people uh, you can just take me as an example i was sort of an atheist and uh, i've seen a lot of great people who have done great things and reached such supernatural level of 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 spirituality they were all atheists that means at the start right you you have these new tendencies of this new body new life like this body's tendencies but once you start or like when once your previous life's sadhana of the yoga practice once that starts right when it triggers you involuntarily move towards uh, things you involuntarily get attracted to a certain god you inter- you you, you involuntarily get curious in a certain form of meditation and when you start doing that you like your journey just picks up your life just completely flips until that point you were somebody else but now you are somebody else so here krishna is saying that you are carried even involuntarily sometimes and the yogi who strives on sleep purified from sin and perfected through many births at last reaches the supreme god a yogi is superior to a man of austerity he is considered superior to a man of knowledge superior to also the man of action so man of action meaning someone who is following karma yoga someone who is following gnana yoga and someone who is doing tapas like they like they they just detach from everything they go to forest sit and do tapas right or yogi is superior to all of them so who is a yogi yogi is someone who is acting without regard to its profit that is yogi like i keep saying this definition i kept saying this definition throughout the podcast just to land on this point just to tell you guys that someone who reaches this state someone who does thing without any expectations to the fruit that man is considered to be superior to to someone who's doing tapas or austerity someone who who has a lot of gnana and following gnana yoga someone who follows karma yoga no matter what uh, path your yogi is considered superior to all of them not my words guys krishna's words shri krishna bhagwan then says something so sweet and beautiful shri krishna says of all yogis i deem him the most complete whose inner being is merged in me and worships me with full faith so krishna saying this is so beautiful and sweet right 
it gives me a certain amount of calmness and joy when i'm saying this so on this note we will be ending chapter 6 ladies and gentlemen i am very lucky that you guys stay tuned and you guys are listening to this you guys have such devotion in krishna that you are li- just to listen to krishna you guys are listening to a stupid guy like me talk guys thank you so much i really pray that krishna give you guys the path that you guys should take we all actually we all need him to guide our lives so on this note sarvam shri krishna arpanamastu and uh, ladies and gentlemen loka samastha sukhino bhavantu thank you that would be it until next time take care a sankarshan joshi trip <laughs>